A few weeks ago, former Major League pitcher Jim Brosnan died at the age of 84. Brosnan began his big league career with the Chicago Cubs in 1954, the same year Ernie Banks and Gene Baker became the first African Americans to play baseball in a Cubs uniform. In 1958, the Cubs traded Jim Brosnan to the St. Louis Cardinals, where he became teammates with Stan Musial until the Cardinals shipped Brosnan to the Cincinnati Reds during the 1959 season. In 1961, the year the Reds won the National League pennant, he had his best season and pitched in the World Series against the Yankees team led by Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. Used primarily in relief, Jim Brosnan ended his nine-year career with a modest 55 wins and 67 saves, but his greatest contribution to baseball came off the playing field. An avid reader and perceptive student of the game, Brosnan kept a diary during the 1959 season, which he developed into a book. That book would revolutionize baseball writing. Jim Brosnan's The Long Season was published in 1960. Before the publication of Brosnan's book, baseball nonfiction was characterized mostly by the purple prose used by sports writers to glorify the game and transform its players into larger-than-life heroes. By contrast, Brosnan, in a literate, humorous, and candid prose, wrote about the imperfection of ballplayers struggling to play a perfectly designed game. The Long Season came out to a chorus of critical praise. In his review in the New York Times, Mark Harris, who'd revolutionized baseball fiction in the 1950s with his widely acclaimed Bang the Drum Slowly, admired Brosnan's enthusiasm for language, rare among big league ballplayers. The New Yorker called The Long Season the best factual book in baseball literature. There is not a trace of hot-foot horseplay or sentimentality. At the beginning of the 60s, a decade that would produce radical, political, social, and cultural changes in American society, Brosnan had published a book that would forever change the writing of baseball biographies, autobiographies, and histories. Post-Brosnan baseball writing ranged from Elliot Azenoff's Eight Men Out, the seminal work on the 1919 Black Sox scandal, to Robert Creamer's Babe, The Legend Comes to Life, a book remarkable for getting at the truth behind baseball's greatest legend. It also included Charles Einstein's Willie's Time, a Pulitzer Prize-nominated biography that placed the career of Willie Mays within the events of four American presidencies, including the Civil Rights Movement and the Vietnam War. In 1970, the revolution in baseball writing started by Jim Brosnan reached its most radical form with the publication of Jim Bouton's Ball Four. Dubbed a kiss-and-tell book, Ball Four was roundly condemned by baseball's establishment. Bouton was branded a baseball Judas for writing about pill-popping players, incompetent managers, abusive owners, and baseball groupies, commonly referred to as baseball annies. Readers, even those who weren't baseball fans, loved the book for its humor and honesty, and critics like David Halberstam praised it as an important social document. A librarian wrote to Bouton and told him Ball Four was the catcher in the rye of baseball books. The book was so successful and stirred up so much controversy that it sold 500,000 hardback copies, 5 million in paperback, and became the largest selling sports book in publishing history. When I told my wife Anita I was thinking of writing a kiss and tell book about my own baseball career, she just laughed and reminded me that in those sex, drugs, and rock and roll days, I didn't smoke, didn't drink, and the only groupie who came to my games was my mother. When I suggested to Anita that I could write a kiss-and-tell book about my post-baseball life after I met her, she said I could do that, but then I'd have to call it a kiss-and-tell-your-wife-goodbye book. 
This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.